down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to this 120th episode of the Art of War Down Under podcast. My name at Nauseam is Adam Camilleri and I'm not joined by Brett Urbanowski. He's too big, he's too big a bulging bicep man to come on my show. He, uh, he actually had some uh, personal stuff come up at the last minute and he hand passed it from the number one guard player in the world, which is of he himself he is, to the number two guard player in the world. And seeing as I am now currently, I think, ranked number two for Dark Angels in the world, it's just myself and the lovely Dirk, whose surname eludes me, hanging out, just being a pair of number twos here to do your reviews. How you doing, Dirk? Thanks for coming yeah, on. Pretty good. Yeah, they say one's the loneliest numbers, so with second place, you always have someone else to be your friend. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, what was your surname again, brother? I know you told me just uh, before we jumped on. It starts with an yeah. R, not spelt with an R. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's Rykowitz. It's a big old Ukrainian mess. Uh, I think Love they were it. rationing out vowels that day, so it's all consonants. Just consonants for days. I adore yep. it. It's so funny how some cultures just, uh, they didn't get the vowel memo, just left them all that. Like I think in Wales as well, in, in the UK, oh there's like plenty of yeah. consonants for days. Um, Eastern Europe as well. It's very very funny. I'm sure there's someone out there who studies such things. But we are here to disseminate the second half of the Guard Codex. We are a little bit pressed for time on this episode, guys. So my absolute apologies if we don't get through all the data sheets that we want to talk about, but we're certainly going to be covering all the rules um, for the, the rest of it. And then, of course, we'll have a juicy part two of you, for you guys that you can find over on the artofwar40k.com or over on Art of War Down Under, over on Patreon, where we're just going to be answering the second half of the 50 questions the subscribers and patrons sent through, all of which are very, very interesting. You know, what are the best new units? What's the best build, the archetypes? What are people going to see? What do I need to plan for as an opponent of Guard coming into the meta? It's all real juicy stuff. But Dirk, tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey in Guard, and yeah, feel free to plug anything you'd like to plug, my man. Oh, yeah. So uh, I've been playing Guard since about 2005 or six. There's the first and only army I've ever played, other than technically at Space Range, the Battle of Crag, but quickly traded them off. Uh, yeah, so I have been playing Guard nonstop exclusively. Uh, my big claim to fame is I have a thousand conscripts, like little infantry <laughs> models. And <that's> another, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like last season, my whole shtick was you know, running the 300 conscript list to okay success, like a 65, 70% win rate. So it's fun and goofy, you know, nothing that's going to ever make a podium, but. Uh, I just I love mass infantry. I love just the aesthetic of the guard. Uh, man, everything about it's just wicked. Me too. I'm I'm really struggling to not jump in and on the the guard hype train because I the pull is so strong. That is that is my that was my has been my main for like the uh, for the six years I've been playing 40k. I think four of them have been spent just playing and only playing guards. And in the last two years, I've played anything else, which has all been dark angels. So. Man, it's oh, it's such an. It's, not only is there nostalgia, just thematically, I look at that army and I'm like, I just want to play my little boys and go stab yeah. that Carnifex in the shins with my bayonets because no one's yep. got bigger balls than the guard. Um, but dude, all right, so jumping straight in, I'm sure you guys have been joining us from part one where I had the lovely Mr. John Lennon, who right now I believe is on the final table playing against Jack Hafter for the win of the GW Open Series for this this year. So good luck to those two fine gentlemen. Um, but what are your first impressions of this book? I know you've been through it a couple of times now in your hot little hands. What's your first impressions, mate? How do you feel about it? Oh, it's uh, I think it's good. It's going to take a while to figure out all the nuances. But man, my, uh, I've always played guard so differently and cheaply like just low point count so it's weird like 
there's a lot of expensive stuff out there. And I'm now looking at, you know, I'm probably going to, only going to have in your competitive list, like between uh, like 15 units or so, 10 to 15 units, which I'm not used to having that yeah. few. Or if I do, at least it's 30-man conscript blobs. Those are gone. So I, I don't know. It's going to be a whole different shift. But I think that's a lot of tools here to really start digging into. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that's a great thing. A great thing you put up. And why not pack it a little bit more in part two? But it is. It's such a weird freaking juxtaposition. The first half of the of the ninth edition codexes and the second half. The first half of the codexes, every single unit, every single sorry, every single faction got a twenty man something. Got something you can mm-hmm. take as a unit of twenty. From pox walkers to I guess you know. Primary Space Marines, Space Marines, units of 10 was 20 wounds. Sisters of Battle, uh, even Drakari, uh, Admech, everybody had a 20 brick something that you could usually make very strong. Um, yeah. And the armies that always, forever had swarms and 20-man blobs, demons and guard, don't have them. It's really, yeah. really strange. And then now I feel like we're in a weird zone of like, we have expensive elite stuff, but you're still hitting on a four-up most it's, of the time. Yeah. You can't do, like, yeah. you know, will-be-done combo. You can't do tierness stuff. You're not doing, you know, two-up re-rolls, 10 million inches to charge or whatever. Like, eh, it's weird. So, but from your point of view, your, you know, your hot, hot takes from the, the bottom of your, your gullet, how are you feeling about this book? Are you happy about it? You like it? Uh, yeah, I think I, I think there's a lot of difference. It addresses some of the issues that Guard has historically had with, mm-hmm. especially the ninth edition, but even going back to previous editions, uh, there's a lot more, I feel like, choices out there i mean previously it was just are you taking tank commanders and then what else are you filling your list with now it's like all right are you you know specking for melee are you going shooting are you doing hybrid are you what's your like end game uh so a lot more tools in here and a lot of them feel more competitive and less just you know it's a binary choice of what you're going to bring in your list yeah it feels like um it feels like for all the choice and diversity within within the book um the guard codex i'm already feeling like has already got a pretty decent course figured out for most people yep. uh, which will again we'll, we'll unpack more in part two but for those people following along at home we're going to be starting this review off on uh page 68 we last week we got all the way up and, and did the tank uh, aces and including the stratagems I, i'm of the opinion that the stratagems and possibly the relic sections are the two best parts of this book and we'll definitely unpack that more but uh, how do you feel about the stuff we've covered so far do you think the strats are good do you think the regimental traits are good do you think that the tank aces are good yeah i think uh I do like, uh, I think the take cases, there's some good ones, especially like ignoring cover. Oh, yeah. uh, it, yeah. Again, like some things that guard has always historically struggled against. You can do it, but it limits it with only having one. And it's weird as a point cost instead of CP. So that's cool. Uh, the, you know, some of the relics you have out there, get, I, I think there's some pretty obvious winners from that and some like, oh, okay, well, that's cute. You had to include a you know, pistol <laughs> in here because why not? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but fair enough. All right, let's jump off and start this review. First up, we are with the Warlord traits, so you're page 68, the first of which is Frontline Combatant. Uh, each time this Warlord makes a melee attack and a modified hit roll of six, scores two additional hits and uh, add one to the attack's wound roll. Sorry, uh, to TLDR this, um, tank commanders, stuff of those, can they take all of these or only some of these, or what's the what's the way that goes? Uh, so now for the, the Warlord traits... Uh, with the guard right now, they have the kind of structure is sort of like we've seen in Space Marine and Chaos Space Marine, where you have basically highest ranking officer has to be your warlord. Uh, I know that uh, tank commanders, that is the HQ, Lehman Ross, and it, basically if you have an officer, they have to take the uh, they're the only ones that eligible to take it. So you can't put it like on a dinky little astropath anymore. I can't put it on uh, just really like it should be the stuff you expect it to. So it's really going to be our HQs, our company commanders, uh, you know, the name characters. Just the yeah. pretty standard stuff. Uh, how do you feel about frontline combatants? So that is the uh, H- unmodified hit roll of six, so exploding sixes, and uh, plus one to wound. 
I mean, with guard warlords, it's never been anything fantastic. If they're shooting or fighting, something's gone terribly wrong for the most part. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's melee attacks, so something's gone horrifically. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's the thing. It's, like, it's, it's not only just shooting. It's not like, okay, well, I have my Tempestor Prime silent. He came mm-hmm. down with his souped-up pistol, and he comboed this, and that's you're doing a melee attack, and a roll of a six does two additional? Okay, I mean, but you're still typically strength three or strength four with two or three AP damage one. Oh, man. <laughs> so you just just passed the barometer test. So for those who do not know, me and Dirk don't go way back. I only met him, uh, met him a little while ago in my, my own life. And so when I have somebody on the show I've never had on before, I usually, when I get to like a dumb warlord trait like this, that's absolutely trash tier nothing. I just throw it out and just see what he says. Because some people will just be yep. savages and be like, Adam, it's terrible. Why are we even talking about it? Move on. And I just think it's a bit of fun just to see what he'll say against something that's just a really bad trait. Um, feel free to read out the next one, my man, if you've got it. Yeah, uh, I got my squinty eyes. So uh, next one is Master, master Tactician. So at the start of the first battle round, you can select up to three friendly Ash Militarum units, excluding Titanic units, boo. Uh, move those units in the battlefield, then set them anywhere in the battlefield that is wholly within your deployment zone. Uh, mission you are playing use strategic reserve rules. You can place any of those units in strategic reserve. So pretty type of standard redeploy we've seen in a couple other armies now. And dear me, oh my, is it good for guard, right? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I was, I've been taking that list all day long. Like, oh man, I was like, all right, I'll start with this one list, and all right, well, I'll show this unit here. I'll make a second list. Oh, okay, I'll make a third list. This tactician, I think, has a lot of play to it because the only thing you can't rebounce with it is Titanic. So whether it's <laughs> Your, your tank spearhead and Lord Solar are bouncing the other side, or your Rough Riders were on the flank and now they're in the front. Or, uh, there's a lot of, I think, strong, strong potential here. I think this is phenomenal. I think this is bordering auto-take for people. This could be mm-hmm. the best or second best Waller trait once we get them all down, but let's get through them all and, and circle back. Next up is Grand Strategist. While this Waller is on the battlefield, each time you spend a command point, get a refund on a 5+. plus. It's nice, it's cute, yeah. um, and we know how strong stratagems are and how much of a fuel source they can be for the engine of guards, so I think that is better in this book than some others. I still don't think it's amazing, though. Yeah, it's cool here also because finally for this one, it's uh, every time you spin a command point, previously it's been whenever you do a, like, a stratagem, so it didn't care if it was a three command point one, yeah. you're only rolling one die, so it's, it's cool there, making this one nice and consistent and clear. And uh, this is the one that Lord Solar comes with a uh, grand strategist, and because he is a supreme commander, if you put him, he has to be your warlord if he's included in the army, right? So you don't have yeah. to take this, but this is the only one he can take. Um, right. Which is next? Okay, next is the superior tactical training. So when you select this warlord trait, select uh, one type of orders, regimental, perfectus, uh, mechanized, that is th- that the warlord does not know. This warlord knows the orders in addition to any other orders it knows. Cute, I guess. Cute. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you want to have your infantry bro hand out mechanized, I don't know why we do the opposite, but I don't know. I'm sure someone is making a niche list on it. I'm missing something here, but <laughs> it, it would be if like you wanted to tank. If you wanted to take like only one. If you want to take all all tank commanders and you only had one other commander, or you only you wanted to go really lean on your HQ choices. Like, because you wanted to fill yeah. other stuff. That would be the only way. Just because you want some more flexibility in the, in the one or two officers that you do have. Um, Old Grudges is up next. This was this was my previous favorite. Um, at the start of the first battle round, select one enemy unit. To the end of the battle, the ward gains the following ability. Old Grudges Aura. While a friendly platoon or battle tank squadron unit is within six of this warlord, each time a model in that unit makes a attack, so not ranged attack, an attack, I guess an enemy unit, add one to the wound roll. So you just pick a unit at the start of the first battle round and be like, I'm getting plus one to wound against you in an aura to, you know, uh, platoon and battle tank units. Still very strong, I believe. Yeah, no, it still has good potential. Like, the like, hey, you know, this unit over here, I don't want to see it anymore. Uh, it is limited now because it is by 
keywords, which is where ninth has been going. I mean, previously it was just uh, with the current old grudges, everything in six inches just is going to destroy that unit. So uh, this could be something that if it is too strong, they might you know remove keywords from this or from other data sheets that are being problems to it. Uh, but yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah. And uh, what's the last one? Last one is lead by example. So this ruler can issue orders to its own unit. Uh, even though you cannot normally select officer units to benefit from orders. Does this mean a tank medic can order themselves, or are they not an officer? Uh, they're an officer. Yep, fair enough. So that's the but, only way to, to get a tank to order itself again? Yeah, it's got some use. Like, So if the, the tank commander orders himself uh, for reroll ones, it'll affect himself and grant strategy, or uh, regiment doctrines will splash to the other ones. Mm. So it's cool. Uh, I know, like... I, what I currently love doing is all the move and move stuff on my infantry commanders. They're just zooming around like Eldar jet bikes. And uh-huh. So this, if you had like one linchpin commander and you needed him to always be tagging along with the horde, maybe. Uh, eh. Yeah. So in in uh, your hierarchy of which are the best of the wall? Of, oh, sorry, sorry, we got more wall of traits. Oh, no, no, we don't. They're they're the um <laughs> they're the science specific ones of these. Um, mine starts with master tactician. That's 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 oh. the best one for me. And then it's just yeah, which, are the, which are the the tech piece other ones do I really want? Yeah, yeah, the, the mass tactician is great uh, for all the reasons I talked about. Just so, so good. Uh, I mean, second, I, I don't know, maybe Grand Strategist. Old Grudges is kind of cool, but oftentimes the enemy might not have a single unit. And if you do select that, then that gives them some knowledge as to uh, how they're going to influence their play. And it can, I don't know, it's just not as clear cut. I like myself to have a clear always benefit to it, even if it's more minor. I don't tend to take such high risk. I want law of averages to be on my side. Fair enough. That sounds like a card play to me. Um, yep. All right. Next up, we have the Militime, Militime Tempestus get three specific um, wallet traits for themselves. And unfortunately, I think we unpacked it in the previous one. We think the science have been done a little dirty. The Militime have done a little dirty because they, they're not getting a lot in this book. But hopefully this is some good stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a shame. Like I, Sorry, go. Yeah, practically speaking, I don't know if people are ever going to take in silence anymore, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, they feel like they're not only have they been superseded by a Kassikin, but they also just don't have a whole... Two layers of rules that every other guardsman seems to get. Anyway, um, first of which, this is Drill Commander. This is an aura. Um, actually, all three of them are auras. That's that could be good. Uh, while a friendly Militime Tempestus infantry unit is within six of this warlord, instead of following the normal rules for rapid-fire weapons, models in that unit make double the number of attacks when shooting with each weapon. With each weapon, they just make double. Yeah, so you just get rapid-fire all the time. Yeah, which is it's cool. But, uh, I mean, if you're going to be doing first rank, second rank, that changes the weapon type from rapid fire one to heavy three. So you're not going to benefit from that. So maybe you're doing take game instead. You're, you want to get the additional uh, plus one hit, plus one AP. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think it's decently good if you want to go in full in on Tempestist. But... It, it's really annoying as well with the way Tempestist units were built because in the old book, this would be fantastic. You have double oh shooting plasma guns from 24 inches mm-hmm. away. And so you don't need to go into the jaws of death and trade all your units away all the time. Um, this would have been fantastic, but you can only take two plasma guns per squad now, even if it's 10. Right. Yeah. So yeah, just, there's a big benefit, though, the, from going off from 18 inches to 24 inches with a lot of their, like the hotshot LAS guns. So when I first, when this uh, Coex first came out, and I saw, like, oh man, I get. Plus four inches. I know I'm taking all hotshot las guns. Like, oh, well, they're 24 inches now. I don't need to worry about it anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. What's the second one? Okay, second one is precision targeting. So while a friendly Militaran Tempestus infantry unit is within six inches of the Warlord, uh, each time model on the unit makes a range attack, the target's unit uh, does not receive the benefits of cover against this attack. So it's all cover, so it's light and, and dense, and that is a very good aura. That is an extremely good aura. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it, the only thing you have is just your one center infantry guy, uh, and then it's only infantry units around it. So, uh, 
got limited effects were like the drill commander, but it's it's strong. Moving yeah. cover all types of it. Absolutely. Uh, last one is uncompromising prosecution. While a friendly military time to infantry infantry unit was with six of this warlord, each time an attack in that unit sorry, uh, each time a model in that unit makes a ranged attack that targets uh, a unit within half range, improve the AP by one. So twelve inch, uh, like you said, that aura got changed um, mm-hmm. to you know twelve inch away for rapid fire. So you can be twelve inches away and uh, yeah, be AP three on your hot shots. That's, right. that's so all three of those auras are very good actually, legitimately. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Arguably the first one has lost a lot of power because uh, first rank, second rank just it means it just doesn't matter. But the the first two a bubble just of ignoring all cover and then a bubble of just extra AP at half range, freaking amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is strong and it's make their all their shooting good. Uh, but you know, it kind of falls on the issue of Tempestus being a little bit overpriced and you're all right, you went in there, you shot up a whole bunch, you didn't have that many combos, and now you're getting just wild back and yeah, gone. You killed you killed four out of five of those dudes, and that one guy just solos a squad. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it it blows. Um yeah, it is what it is with them. Over to the relic section, which is quite extensive. Um, jumping straight into here, we have the Emperor's Benediction. Now, I asserted it, and I wanted this one because it's a relic pistol, everybody. Sit down, just just bask in the glory of the Emperor's Benediction. It is for a Commissar model only. Um, it is range 18, uh, pistol 3, strength 4, minus 1, 2 damage. My lord, that is just ah, so stoked with that profile. Uh, I know, it's going to uh, be the best. I think all the... You know, top medalists will have this weapon. Hundred <laughs> percent. The ability is each time you select a target for this weapon, you can ignore the lookout sir rule. Each time an attack made with this weapon, uh, so each time uh, an attack is made with this weapon, unmodified wound roll of six inflicts one mortal wound to the target. If the dish any normal damage, holy crap, that mm-hmm. sucks Game so changer. much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've reached a new low. So, um, uh, so one of the great memes on my show, mate, is that. Relic pistols are un- almost unanimously horrific. GW right. almost made one good pistol in Kurnov's bow um, for Eldar, and that's only because they can fate dice a bunch of sixes to get mortals. You know, I will say that I think there may have been a second good one uh, with the Eighth Edition Guard Codex, the uh, the Petrov's forty-five with auto pass, auto pass, exactly right. Oh, exactly. That, that was so maybe one and a half good pistols. When I, I f- <laughs> when I first read this, I expected that to be what this is. I said, oh, commissar only. Cool, right. we're going to get like an auto blap. We're going to get a blap auto pass pistol. And then it's like, oh, I, I get a sniper commissar from 18 inches away. That dude's dead as hell. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. you jazz hands when he does it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next one, brother? All right, next one is the tactical auto reliquary of Tiberius. Tiberius. Uh, so it is officer model only in your command phase. Uh, the bearer can issue one additional order that it knows. So. Cool. Yeah, utility. Uh, yeah, I know some of my list are star four orders. Uh, so yeah, it's not it's not bad. Um, uh, yeah, pretty good actually. I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised to see that get taken. Um, next up is Death Mask of Alanius. Uh, infantry model only. The model in models in the bearers unit have a four plus invulnerable save. I don't hate that. I think that's fine. Yeah. Uh, if if you want to increase the survivability of your squishy guy by you know seventeen yeah. percent, I mean, cool. you're, you're not you're not taking it. But for what it is now that you have command squads, it's not bad because it's the whole unit. But still, right, it's not yeah. going to save him. <laughs> nope. <Mm-mm. laughs> uh, what's next? All right, uh, next I see the Barbican's key. So this is we're talking you know tactical reliquaries. Okay, this one I think is going to be the oh so good. But it is infantry model only once for battle in your movement phase. The bearer can use this relic. If it does so, remove the bearer's unit from the battlefield and set it up anywhere in the battlefield that's more than nine inches away from enemy models. Until the end of that turn, you can re-roll a charge rolls made for the bearer's units. So pick them up, put them down, and re-roll charges on the other side. This is pretty cool for stealing objectives and shenanigans, right? 
yes, dual objectives or, I mean, it's like all the cool stuff that, uh, you know, the crystals that Thousand Suns have or, you know, Gate Infinity type thing. It's a, you bounce a unit and there's a fun unit that combos with this later on with a ton of stratagems around yeah, it boy. right behind your opponent. It's nine inches away, so everything's going to be rapid fire and, mm, so, so good. This is part of, part of the combos that uh, me and John yes. uh, unpacked on part two last week. I believe, or it might be in part one, but uh, yeah, this is a big part of one of the Kassikin, um builds. And even if it's not, it's it's a great for just a guaranteeing in, um, behind enemy lines, engage R and D, all that stuff. Uh, all right, next up is Kurov's Aquila. Once per battle, after your opponent uses a stratagem, excluding a command reroll, the bear can use this relic. If it does so, uh, at, until the end of the battle, command point costs for your opponent must so they must pay one more to use that strat. So it's effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, awesome. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> You find something your enemy has a whole bunch like oh, okay well how about you pay a little more uh yeah so always, I, always denying more is great i i, I played a six six game um event on the weekend and two of my opponents had uh triple hunter of beasts helvrins mm-hmm. in their lists which every single turn spend a cp for auto win on sixes you would just slap that kuros aquila on that bad boy immediately and double that cost and then by yeah. turn three they can't play it anymore so i think it's actually quite powerful um, mm-hmm. especially in yeah. nephilim dude nephilim it's really good oh yeah because everyone's so starved out everyone's like so starved they'll use like here's my one thing i'll use every single turn it's like all right you yeah. can do that but every other turn now <laughs> you're stuffed um next up is gatekeeper uh tank commander equipped with the limonos battle cannon only um it is range 72 heavy d3 plus six Strength 9, minus 3, 3 damage with, of course, the Blast and Turret Weapon abilities. Uh, I think this is quite good still. Yeah, uh, it being going from Strength 8 to Strength 9, it, so it gives some different threshold differences, and AP 2 to 3 is okay. Uh, I wish it was like Strength 8 to 10, because, man, some of those T5 models, when I shoot them out of Manticore, is just yeah. r- wounded on 2s, delicious. Uh, but the AP 3, when you also tank ace this guy for the Ignore's Cover, right? So it could be AP 3, mm-hmm. Ignore's Cover, Strength 9, 3 damage, very potent. Yeah, yeah, the flat three is fantastic. Yeah, min seven shots as well. Like average eight shots, min seven. It's very nice. Um, yeah, because instead of the D six plus three, three plus six. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's next? Ooh, next one is every chaos player's favorite one ever. Uh, <laughs> so this is the relic of lost Cadia. So Cadian models only. Once for battle in any command phase, uh, the bear can use the relic. If it does so, until the end of the turn, the bear gains the following ability, which is relic, relic of lost Cadia aura. While a friendly Cadian infantry unit is within six inches of this model, improve the weapon skill and ballistic skill characteristics that models in that unit by one, and add one to their attacks and leadership characteristics of model in that unit. So it's not the world ender it was. Yep. <laughs> Oh, is, it, is it still good? Yeah. Uh, so it, differences are it's only Cadian stuff, and it's going to be even the six inches. It was Cadian before, Cadian locked, that is, because all the regiments. Uh, so improving weapon skill, blessed skill by one. That's good, uh, taking you from you know hitting them four, hitting on three for the most part. Uh, and increasing your tax and leadership, I think, is not really anything to brag home about, but... Uh, yeah. I, I just don't think it affects enough units anymore to warrant. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what is it affecting? It's affecting Cadian infantry squads and command yeah. squads, right? That's it? Yep. So it's not doing your tanks, yeah. it's not doing your Bane Blades. I mean, it's just infantry. So if you want to zap them a little more, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my my infantry ain't there to zap, mate. They're there to go get killed on, on my clock. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally agree, brother. All right. Well, uh, order of the Bastion Stellaris. Uh, Bastium Stellaris. Infantry model only. Each time an attack is made against the bearer's unit and a modified rune roll of 1 to 3 always fails, irrespective of any abilities. The weapon... So, transhuman. Yep. Um, yeah. And as we said with the 4-pass invuln, ain't gonna save ya. So... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it, it's cute. Yeah, it, it's nominal. We can have you know tough guys now, so cool. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, what's the next one? The next one is Legacy of Caladius. I pronounced that completely correct. Um, so 
<laughs> model with chainsword only. The Sherlock Vice is a chainsword, has a fallen profile, uh, strength is melee, or strength, strength is plus one, AP two, damage two, and abilities. Each time the bearer fights, it makes three additional attacks to this weapon. Teeth of Terra. Yeah. I mean, this isn't, if you're, again, if you're doing melee guard, why? But if you want to do melee guard, three additional attacks. So that's uh, cool. And yeah. it's AP two and two damage and plus one strength. So don't hate it. I mean, for what it is, it is good. Yeah. In this army, you yeah, have, you I've have, never taken a melee officer. <laughs> you have to really work hard to make it make sense. Um, yeah. All right, Psy Sigil of Sanction. Uh, psychic model only. Baron knows one additional psychic power from the Psychana discipline, and they can attempt to manifest one additional power in their psychic phase. Uh, quite good. I mean, I, I, I'm not super sold on having to have psychers. I think they're great for the flex uh, secondary options, which I'm assuming you're going to need at some point because I'm of the opinion our secondaries may be going the way of the dodo or getting worse because I think they're a little too good at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this will become, I think this will get better later. As it sits right now, maybe, maybe not. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm currently my psychers on the side, but we'll see. Yes, yeah, so you're the same as me. You're like, ooh, maybe, maybe in the right list, but most of the time, no. Yeah. Best thing is, like, even like an eighth edition or a ninth edition right now, it's I'll take a psyker every now and then. But when you do, you uh, you give up on a boar. Uh, a boar, yeah, which is good as sometimes when you're killing everything on the board. So why not take that? Uh, also, when you're fighting against like you know some tyrannids or against uh, some uh, like thousand suns, they start just terrorizing your psychers. Like, well, okay, I bought this guy, and now I've been hampered percent take a, a boar against them. So, uh. yeah, fair enough. Uh, what's the next one? Our, next one is the armor of Graf Tashinko. So, <laughs> uh, and again, we want reliability in our guard and durability, so we're going to add one to the bearer's wound characteristic, and the bearer has a save characteristic of 2+. plus. The only way this would be awesome is if you could put it on a Ogren bodyguard. So it doesn't, when I'm looking here, I don't see any limitations as you know. It's only officer, it's only infantry, so I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe... Nork Dead Dog <laughs> would be yeah. fun if you could take that, but well, if you could take it, they already have two up. Yeah, exactly right. Um, this, yeah, like all the other defensive increasing ability, like relics, this is just not touching the sides for me. Um, all right, Laurels of Command is the last one. Officer model only, once per battle at the start of any phase in your opponent's turn, the bearer can issue. Uh, so in your opponent's turn, the bearer can issue one order. It knows from the following list as if it was your command phase. This cannot be an order it already has issued this battle round. Fix bayonets, take cover at all costs, show them steel, show them contempt, remain vigilant, shock and awe. Um, the one that's big there, so which is the one that bubbles out um, the deny zone? Oh, uh, the one that makes it 12 inches away. Is that, uh, remain, is that remain vigilant? That's the, yeah, it's one of the last ones. I think it's either show them steel or remain vigilant, probably vigilance. Let me just quickly check for that. Uh, yes, it is. Remain vigilant. So that's the one that I think you take this for, if you're going to yeah. take it, because you're, you're you're playing against GSC, you're playing against demons, you're playing against whatnot, and they think they're getting a five inch charge at the start of the the start of the reinforcement step. You're just like bang, see ya, t- back twelve inches, no plans for you. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's that's the only time I think this is really good. But I mean, you could just do that order in the usual sequence of things, and it doesn't really. It's only really if you want to. Right, because this is once per battle, and it is cool. It can be during your opponent's turn, but uh, 12 inches from the officer, not necessarily from your front line. So is your officer the front line? If so, why? Yes, true, true. Yeah, that's very true. I I think it's there's going to be some jank down the road where this is going to get value, but I think from on first impressions, this isn't swinging for the fences. Um, we still have more. There's another page. Uh, what's yes, up? Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, next is the Claws Desert Tiger. Uh, this one is model equipped with the power sword and power saver only. Uh, replaces the profile with a strength plus two, AP minus three, damage two. Uh, abilities each time the bearer fights, it makes two additional attacks with this weapon. So, on top of 
the legacy of Caladius, which is essentially Teeth of Terror. This has one more strength, one more AP, but one less attack. Is that correct? Yes, correct. It is. One less yeah. attack per attack. Yeah. And it has to be on a power sword or a saber. Um, still no, yeah? Uh, right, yeah. If, if you're doing melee, <laughs> come on, play, play Wise Cars, do something else. <laughs> uh, still no. All right. Uh, Calarian Proclamatus is next up. Uh, command squad model equipped with a Master Vox only. Each time an officer in the bearer's unit issues an order, when selecting a target for that order, you can ignore the range restriction for that type of order. But if you do so, you can only select a unit with a Voxcaster keyword for that order to take effect to. So this is pretty much just giving you unlimited range on your orders for this unit, um, as right. long as their or- unit they're ordering has a Voxcaster, which I believe is free, and therefore they should all have. Um, so this is, I think this is, for me, this is one of my favorites, just because the quality of life improvements it's going to make on my mental arithmetic every turn i can just have this guy sit safely in one position all game move my guys around order them at will so i like this quite a lot what do you think uh, i think uh sorry it replaces what we have right now with just a one cp for 72 inch range but for most part of vox casters everyone has them so you're doing 24 inches if you guys further than 24 inches that is uh, true actually yeah yes but if i send out for 24 to there to die i'm not going to be doing much of them anyways uh and with this being it's going to be only affecting their infantry so unless you want to get that long shot like here's a casualty order way over there uh i don't know i'm probably gonna leave this one at home not fair enough man that's, that's a very good point because you have the vodcasters already it's already 24 inches totally right. slipped my mind uh this is the best one so i'm gonna veto you and i'm gonna take it from here because i want it this is the finial of the nemradesh first uh, a command squad model with a regimental standard only. Um, while they, they put out an aura from the regimental standard that reads as thus, while a friendly Astro Militarum core unit is within six of this model, sorry, unit, each time a model in that unit makes a ranged attack, you can ignore any or all ballistic skill hit roll modifiers that attack has. Um, here's the key here, yeah? And they cannot use any rules to ignore wounds it loses. Mm-hmm. So it would have already almost been good enough um, with just having an aura of essentially ignoring neg ones to hit, which is going to be the bane of your existence a lot of yeah. the time as a guard already. But then, in addition, you get to one-shot Abaddon. Oh, my lord. Oh, my boys. Oh, my boys. Is This this is the auto-take bees knees, yeah? Yeah, every time I've gone up against a Necron player and they have all their Satan, I'm like, all right, it's going to take me four turns to kill you if I do it perfectly every single time. Now I just wait this and go, ha-ha, you're gone in a turn. <laughs> <laughs> it is so... Uh, this is a key piece in the army, yeah. I believe. Um, have yes, you, this have is you, phenomenal. Have you written a list without this yet? Uh, no, I don't think it's possible. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Well, I'll leave the next one to you. The next two are yours then, mate, because I, uh, I did shove in there. Yeah, perfect. No worries. So next up, we have the Null Coat. Uh, so it's Tepesta Prime or Commissar model only. In the opponent's psychic phase, the bearer can attempt to die in one psychic power as if it were a psyker, and then add one to deny the witch test the takes. So you turn a Prime or a Commissar into a, you know, Stop you, Psyker. Uh, if you're taking primes, why are you taking primes? Commissars maybe might be useful on them because I typically don't like running with Psykers. So this, if this Medi got real Psyker heavy, plus one to deny the test also is kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, it can mess with people wanting to take things like Interrogate or um, a Psychic Ritual, but I don't think one deny is enough to really shake up. When, yeah. when so most, most and this is, this is what we were talking about before, having one Psyker isn't, that reliable a way to shake up because there's so many super psychic armies or no psychic armies and that's pretty much the way it goes and either you're taking a single psychic because you want to do a psychic secondary or you're taking enough psychics that you can actually have a psychic battle with your opponent um and just having this on one dude i don't think is, is worth it uh, uh, what's the next one 
All right, next one is the Emperor's Fury, such as the pistol. <gasps> is so. it another pistol? We get <laughs> it, two. It is bless our cotton socks, our cotton imperial socks. We get two pistols. How lucky! And this one's even better because it has no ability. So it replaces a plasma pistol uh, with 12-inch pistol 3, uh, strength 8 AP3 D2. So it's a stronger plasma pistol, but cool. <laughs> so it's literally just two more shots, yeah? That is that how I'm rating it? That doesn't, it, doesn't uh, over, it doesn't overheat? Yeah, it does not overcharge, and it just extra shots. So, <laughs> nice. That <laughs> uh, sucks. <laughs> That sucks. Yeah, I'm taking Emperor's Fury over Fenial every single time. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm taking both pistols and both melee weapons. Actually, I can only take... Yeah, you know what I mean. Only melee weapons and yep, pistols, yep. guys. That's the true guard way. Uh, all right. Yeah. Refractive <laughs> Field Generator is the last one. Tempesta Prime model only. The Barrow gains the following ability. Uh, it's an aura of 5 plus invuln within 6 inches. So you can have a lot of really powerful invulns coming off Tempesta... Oh, sorry, really powerful auras coming off Tempesta Primes. Um... But that's it. That feels like all their power is only in because they got they got very little strategy support. All their power is just in wall of traits and relics. Um, yeah, because it is nice that it is a Boris and Wolbobot infantry units, and it's you know Mars need to have a save, so you don't have to be wholly within six inches. So you can you know, like have your octopus stringing out of all your overpriced scions out there, and they will have a five <laughs> up and four up save. So that's decently good but it, well you're not wrong it is it is actually decently good for like though those parts are it's just the fact that in nephilim we know you don't have a lot of strats so well sorry the yeah. guard book needs a lot of cp and all the scion stuff we've seen so far that's actually good is all going to cost you a cp because mm-hmm. um, right now the, if i was playing guard i'm spending a minimum of three cp because i'm getting i'm taking two of those wall of traits and i'm taking definitely taking that um and probably taking the i'm taking the finial already yeah that's that's yeah. taking the finial and i'll take spending four cp so already in my astro- in my uh, Militarum Tempestus, and that's just on Relics and Waller Traits, because they're must-haves for them. Right. Yeah, but um, if this worked on Conscripts, oh, I'll be taking this ooh, every time. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, you betcha. Um, I think we have the Psychic up next. Yeah, so Psychic, I have not really looked at it all, because of Horror the Witch and all that, uh, so I'll let you rock to that. Beautiful. Well, I'll just rock it all out if you like, and um, yeah, we can disseminate the whole thing as one. Just let me get my way to it. It's like literally the last page. There we go. Uh, Psychonic Discipline. Terrifying Visions. Uh, warp Charge value of 6. If manifested, select one enemy unit within 18 of this Psyker until start of your next command phase. Uh, subtract 2 from leadership characteristics of models in the unit. Your opponent cannot select a unit for insane bravery stratagem, nor they can use any rule that will enable them to re-roll a morale test. In addition, roll 2d6 if the result is equal to or greater than the unit's leadership characteristic after applying the modifier above. Any action the unit is currently performing immediately fails, and until the start of next psyche phase, they cannot perform actions. Never heard of ya. That sucks. <laughs> Gaze of the Emperor's up next is a witchfire. Uh, warp charge value of 6. If it manifested, select one enemy unit within 12 of invisible to this psyche. Draw a straight line. Oh, it draws a line. It's got to be good, right? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> between any part of the model's base or, or, or hull and this Psychana's psych- base. Roll 1d6 for each enemy unit and 1d6 for each other unit. This line crosses over on a 1 to 5. They suffer one mortal wound. On a 6, they suffer d3. Oh my god, it's terrible. <laughs> yep. It could. Why, it should just be d3 for everybody, and on a 6, it's, it's flat 3 or d3 plus 3. Um, whatever. Yeah. This so is, for the, the dice rolls, it was, it was 1 to a 5, right, for the first one? So they all, no matter what they take, everybody takes one mortal wound, essentially. Which and can be cool. It's 12-inch It's twelve inch line. Like, maybe that's three things. Like Yeah. 
It's, yeah, in a 12 but at least slot. something guaranteed. It's not. I'd be wouldn't be surprised if it was like on a two up, then it is one mortal wound. But at least this is a one up, so it's doing something. But again, I think someone uh, played against Charles the World Wolf long ago and thought, "Oh man, lines are super cool. I love this." And they just <laughs> keep it around our guard book. <laughs> the only person who has a good line drawing anything is Votan. Every other line that gets drawn in this game is trash. Um, yeah. Although that's probably that's probably something else out there. I haven't. I, I'm not remembering. Psychic Barrier is up next. The old standby. Um, is a blessing with a war charge value of 6. If manifest, select one friendly Astromill time unit within 12 of the Psyker to the start of your next Psychic phase. Models in the unit have a 5 plus invulnerable. Would be great on conscripts. <laughs> yep. Something more than 10 infantry C3 yeah. guys. <laughs> Correct. Um, is that, is it got any chop now? I mean, you can place that on anything, yeah? Um, it's just an Astromill time unit, so you can put it on a tank if you want. You can put it on whatever. Yeah, uh, tanks, I mean, with a 2-up save, we kind of have like a six-up invuln for the most part because of the high-caliber stuff. So it could work for that. Uh, it would help out a Baneblade some, but that's how T9 is not too worried about it. Uh, I don't think it has enough impact. It can hit one single unit, and it's only a five-up. So. so if, if Armor Contempt goes away, this gets a little bit better. Um, yeah. I, I think I think probably it's best used right now. Like you said, with all the high-toughness, high-armor save, it's probably best used to just slap it on a Chimera. You want to last a little bit longer, right? But then, right, ha- yeah. how many times, yeah. how many chimeras you got in your army that you're going to get to do this to make mileage out of it? Yep, and they're staying within, you know, just 12 inches away. And 12 it's inches. after the movement phase, so that chimera is already yeated across the board. Exactly. It's a good on it. <laughs> mm, it, it, it. Well, it's a quality problem in that our tanks are already good enough that they don't need this. So, right. you know, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Night Shroud is a warp charge value of 6. If manifested, select one friendly Astro Miller time unit within 12 of the Psyker. You cannot select a Titanic unit unless you roll the Psychic Test as a modified 11+. plus. Until start of the Psychic phase, each time an attack is made against that unit, a modified hit roll of 1 to 3 always fails, irrespective of any abilities they may have. It doesn't turn off rerolls, but it is trans-hitman. Um, this is quite good. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I think the, the war charge cost to it has a little hmm about it, but... You never you never plan... I mean, I'm not planning to take any super heavies. I don't know how you, you're... You're feeling about it, but I feel like this just slapped on a, a Dawn or a Russ every turn is actually not too bad value. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, good for that. Uh, yeah, but again, you know, it's, it's, nothing wowed me about it. Says you know I need to be taken. You're right. Yeah, nothing about this says you must take this. This is so good. You want to take. You want to put a Psyker in your list rather than having none. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me just get through the other two, and then we'll talk about the, it as a whole. Uh, Mental shackles, malediction with a watch charge value of six. If manifest, it's like to one enemy within eighteen of the psyker. Subtract two for the move, and subtract two from the advance and charge rolls. That's actually quite handy for us, to be honest. Slowing down things like repentia, things like uh, so you have to be eighteen inches away. Um, doesn't have any restrictions on if they can fly or not. Doesn't have any restrictions on them being Titanic or air or any of that stuff. So you can put this on literally anything. Um, and I'll just do the last one, and then we'll talk about the rest. Um, Psychic Maelstrom is a Witchfire. Man- um, warp Charge value of 6. If manifested, roll a number of D6s equal to the result of the Psychic Test. For each result of a 5+, the closest enemy unit that is within 18 of Invisible to the Psyker suffers 1 Mortal Wound to a maximum of 6 Mortal Wounds. So on average, you know, we know the average on 2D6 is 7, right? So how many mortals is this likely to do? Not, not enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a 6 to cast, a Smite is a 5, and a Smite on average does the same. Um, yeah. So it's easy to get off. It does have the, you know, I mean, if there was a way to pump up your your psychic cast that I haven't seen yet, where you can get like plus two to cast or something, this gets a lot lot sexier. Um, right. As it is, probably don't care. Oh, um, yeah, I, we'll just bring it on the uh, the weird vein uh, psychic. So that'll be perfect. That'll work. Oh wait. <laughs> oh wait. Yeah. <laughs> so, Oops. Of those, um, how do you rate it? 
Uh, that one in particular, just all the side crews. The whole, the whole tray. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure some buddies are looking at this like, oh my gosh, you missed this one thing. But for me, none of it stood out enough for me to like consider bringing the side to the list and risk taking a poor. Uh, and all the any benefits that we have are cool. Some marginal ones, and then the offensive ones are okay. I think uh, disrupting actions that could be pretty clutch. That has kind of caught my attention, but uh, beyond that, I'm just I'm not a huge you know brain person in general. So give me gun. Yeah, gun, more gun. We're here for the guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. fa- fairly fair enough. I think you can make a case for Night Shroud and the Shackles if you wanted to take um, yep. for those specifically, but I, I'm, I'm, it's definitely not something I'm putting in my first couple of lists. I'll have to wait for the meta to tell me I need those things before yeah. I go out of my way to chuck them in. Um, so we're up to the data sheet abilities, my dude. Um, do you have a good TLDR you can run us through this on? Oh, man. Uh, so data sheet abilities, uh, TLDR turret weapons, which basically every vehicle has. Uh, they actually get to do stuff melee now. They can shoot at other units, so that's cool. Uh, regimental tactics: whenever you cast an or give an order, it splashes to other guys. So there's some restrictions to that. Uh, chain of command: if the guy sounds like he should be in charge, he has to be in charge. <laughs> yeah. And I think the coolest thing is so because commands orders done during at the command phase, but disembarking officers. If it's in a vehicle, he hops out. He can give an order too, uh, but I don't believe that splashes. So that's kind of the big overall. Yeah, those are the, the the little dot points. I will go with a voice of command and a bit more depth because this is like essentially the key mechanic of guard and always has been. So this is the one we'll cover a bit more deeply. But yeah, exactly right with what you said about turrets. Um, their only benefit is they get to shoot out of the combat that they're in. So running and just tapping all the Lehman Russes in the world doesn't actually save you um, as much anymore, which is actually quite nice. Um, so voice of command in your command phase, Astro Militarum officer units um, in your army can issue orders. Um, there are three types of orders, as we'll cover later: regimental orders, uh, prefectus orders, mechanicus or sorry, mechanic mechanized orders. Um, the commanding authority selection of officers detailed, you know, which ones, who gets what. Um, each time an officer issues an order, you must select one of the um, orders it knows, and can then, you know, order already selected by another officer. Blah 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 blah. Can't you can't really double up, can you? No. Uh, so yeah, each each guy can issue a order. The same order can be issued multiple times across your army, but not from the same. Not person. from the same guy. Yeah. So the same guy. It yeah. used to be that I'd have one guy doing three movement moves. It'd be like, oh my gosh, you move, yes. you move, you move. Now the same guy can only do one each, but you can do multiple um, across multiple um, officers. Yep. Um, you must then select a target for the selected order um, to be issued. Um, you know, perfect orders, whatever, whatever. Have to be within twelve inches of the officer's unit. Um, it can only be affected by one order at a time. The unit being affected by an order um, when it's selected, at the it re- it replaces the the order that was there. And then, of course, yeah, disembarking officers. Once you disembark, you have to issue an order as well. So I think that's pretty pretty cool. Um, do you want to start us off with the first of the regimental orders? Yeah, let me just pull up real quick. Uh, so I think there's some pretty cool ones in here. Uh, it's I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll get them. We get there. So the first one is uh, first ring fire, second ring fire. So basically, instead of uh, changing the the rapid fire type, it changes the type of all LAS guns, hot shot guns to heavy three. Yeah. How do you feel about this? Because this I think this is a I think this is a downgrade. This hurts because for the most part, if my rule of thumb is if your infantry are staying still, you're losing the game. Always Absolutely. be moving objectives, screening stuff, rescreening stuff, like constantly be shuffling your guys. So going from a basically two shots to three shots of minus one to hit, that's super marginal for me. And I'm not impressed by that. I'm not impressed at all. I mean, there is a regimental doctrine you can take to ignore the penalty, like to, to, to move and shoot with heavy 
without taking yep. the neg one, but then you're not born soldiers, and I think born soldiers is, is the bee's knees. 100% agree. Unless you go in the artillery route, and then you know you're doing some other stuff. Um, but yeah, the, I th- this is a significant downgrade for me. And for me, like first rank fire, second rank fire is the quintessential order of the guard, and I might not be issuing it any like in in whole games, which seems really weird. Yeah, to me. Um, yeah. But if they put like as assault three, they're not even better in my opinion because at least that way you can move and not be penalized but yeah so yeah that'd, that'd be amazing soul three all right take aims up next until the end of your next shooting phase each time model in this unit makes a ranged attack add one to the attack's hit roll and improve the ap penetration characteristic of that unit by one this is now the quintessential <laughs> card order yes. this is the one you do you forget first rank fire ever existed or you can just white out both of these like scrub out both names and switch them so you still say first rank second rank but you get the better yep. you get the better thing because this is just this is freaking amazing, right? Yeah, it is so tasty. I love this. Um, and is this like, is there anything in particular that this gets super mileage on, or is this just slap it on freaking everything? So I haven't double double checked. But I'm pretty sure it can work on the uh, our new big artillery pieces because those aren't vehicles. So I believe they take regimental orders. So uh, going from fours to threes, and then if you're re-rolling because you have like a, a Castella nearby or Lord Solar, like fours re-rolling is okay, but threes you're rolling, you know, it, you get significantly better mileage out of that. So I think. There's some play with that, just on our more expensive infantry guys, but it'll take some fine tune, I think, to see what is the actual like the the bees knees with this. Mm, totally agree. Uh, what's the next one? The next one is fixed bayonets. So if you like take aim, do it in melee. So <laughs> it's in the next fight phase. Uh, you increase the AP by one and uh, the hit roll by one. Yeah, so it's exactly the same as the previous one, but it's merely not shooting. Uh, this yep. is a, this is where Bulgren might get back to might be something. Uh, because they get that mythical rend two on their weapons. In fact, Ogryn, I this is one of these these two orders are the reason I think Ogryn might be a little bit of a sleeper, and we might see them more often because it makes their shooting. But they they get great mileage out of this, at the shooting one, and out of the melee one. Um, next up is take cover until the start of your next command phase. Each time an attack is allocated to a model in this unit, models in the unit are treated with having the benefits of light cover against that attack. If you already um, have light cover, you get dense cover. Uh, this is real good again, yeah? Yes. Yeah, again, if, I, if they had conscripts on this, I would be issuing this all the time because I'm not you know, trying to deal damage, trying to take damage. So it's great because if your guy's on open, cool, get a cover save. If you're in cover, get dense cover. So mm. I, I think this makes us really, really rugged for how easy it is to handle and the fact that it can splash too. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I was about to say. The best part about this is you have one one commander with like two squads on an objective, and you just order this out every turn, and those yeah. both squads get infinitely harder to kill. Um, all right, move me moves up next, which is significantly nerfed, but I think it had to oh. be. Uh, yeah, particularly our, our Nikes, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to the end of your movement phase, uh, if this unit makes an all move, add two to the move characteristic of models in that unit. To the end of your next movement phase, if this unit advances, do not make an advance roll. Instead, add six to the move characteristic of models in that unit. So they'll move 12. They'll just auto-move 12, yeah? Yeah, instead of our, you know, what was it, 17 or 18 inches on average? On okay. average, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot worse, but I... With the, how good the rest of the book is, if we could still do that, this it would be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last one's yours. All right. And the last one is suppression fire. So this one's neat, uh, I think. But in your next shooting phase, the first time a unit is selected to shoot, you can select one enemy infantry unit that is visible to it. Basically, your models have to shoot their models. And then uh, if you score five more hits against the enemy unit, uh, then until the end of your opponent's uh, next turn, the enemy unit is suppressed. When a unit is suppressed, each time a model in that unit makes an attack, subtract one from the attack hit roll. So you need to get five hits on the target? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and Which so, you will do on average every time with the guard squad. With the guard squad, ten, 10 guys hitting on fours. I mean, if you really wanted to, you could be real cheeky and chuck in like a grenade launcher and just get a frag, frag roll onto that as well. So you right. could have another six, another you know five shots extra. Um, so there is little things like that you can try and do. Um, I think this is actually really good utility. Yeah, because you can take away the teeth of its attack roll. So it's not just you know shooting or fight, it's both. So when you have that big scary unit that's like... You know, uh, turning warriors that's coming through, shooting all your stuff, and then meleeing all your stuff. Now they're doing that like pretty significantly Worse. less well, and for only a small investment in our part. Yeah, great. It's also a thing that levels the tower playing field a lot. You know, tower goes from you know hitting a force to fives, back to fours with the marker lights. It feels a lot better. Um, yeah, I like this a lot. All right, uh, prefectus orders. Which who gets who gets um, prefectus orders? So regimental orders is pretty much every every. Yep. If it says commander on it, it's a prefect. It's a reg- regiment order. Prefectus is only for solar and who else? The commissars. Commissars. That's right. Yeah. Um, so I think there's some really cool ones here, but we're really limited by who can actually order them, bring them along. All right. First up is forwards for the emperor until the end of your next shooting phase. Um, when this unit is selected to uh, shoot, if it made a normal move or advanced in your previous movement phase to the end of the phase, it's treated as having remained stationary. So, eh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you can advance and then shoot your las guns. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's, uh, I mean, if you the advancing part's nice, but the rest of it's pretty meh. Uh, yeah. You're up. All right. Uh, duty and honor. So until your next command phase, uh, this unit can still perform actions in a turn in which it fell back or advanced, and it can shoot without. Or sorry, and it can shoot without any of those actions performing failing. That's good. I think this is awesome. The only issue is. Uh, because it's from commissars, you're casting it. I'm not saying casting, but uh, you're ordering it six inches away. Uh, and they can do this, but you can't be doing move and move as well. So either you're moving 12 inches or you're moving seven ish inches, and then you can do an action, in which case you're already moving six inches. And I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, so, so this is this is advanced shoot and do action. That's yep. that's how I'm reading. It. Yeah, that's that's actually quite rare that you get the advanced shoot and action. It's usually advance and do action or or shoot and do action. So having all three, I think, is quite a premium thing. But whether it's worth the squeeze is what we're discussing. Yeah, worth having a commissar to make it happen. I mean, we're all going to have solar, right? <laughs> Everyone's starting yeah. this with mm-hmm. with uh, Leontis. Um, uh, so I do think we're going to have some access to it, but. We'll see if it's worth it. Get back in the fight is up next. To the start of your next command phase, this unit is still eligible to shoot and charge in the turn in which it fell back. Um, I don't know how many times stuff of your of yours has survived a combat in ninth edition, but I suppose you know a lot of stuff does get tagged, right? Yeah. So I mean, uh, like all the time, I'm pulling my infantry back and I'm choosing to get back in the fight with my current stuff. So with this, again, we're just restricted to commissars, so you got to be real close to it, and the officers also have to do it at the you know start of the command phase so you can't move up and then bail them out so oh that's they, true work, that's really yeah. true yeah that that actually sucks that's where a lot of these in my opinion kind of break down because right now it's uh, in the shooting phase when you order so you can move you can react but with this new codex it's all in the command phase so you gotta predict and play your 40 chess and get it just right because if you're outside of that you know six inch bubble sorry buddy there's nothing i can do to help you yeah correct um all right, next one is at all costs. Until the end of your next command phase, this unit gains the objective secured ability. If it already has this ability, it counts as one additional model. That's busted. That's yeah, really strong. I think strong. that's fantastic. <laughs> Just an aura for having for one of the most powerful things you can do in a game. Um, amazing. I mean, so many of the times, though, when you roll that advance roll, you only get like three guardsmen of the squad onto it, onto the objective, and then you don't take it off the five-man. 
use use this order and you got six guys on the objective and you did flip it so it is a huge thing yeah because again, this the good part where it is in your command phase so it can benefit you on primary big time and uh also with this being order it can potentially splash too so instead of having your your stragglers have like a three man a one man and two man it hits them all up and anyone else has around six inches oh. the next thing you know we have these super soldiers just running around giving 20 jet secure bodies it's it's not even that it's it's people think they've taken your primary away from you yep and they just haven't you just bubble it out and then every squad is just 20 guys it's fantastic yeah yeah wow it's, uh yeah breaking my brain with how powerful that can be yep yeah i love it <laughs> you're up all right uh next is show them steal show them contempt so starting next game phase have one to leadership characteristics and models in this unit and then each time in this unit would lose a wound as a result of a mortal wound on a d6 on a five up the wound is not lost nice yeah don't hate that yeah uh i mean if, if you're smiting guardsmen uh Good RH. for you. Uh, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I keep forgetting this is on the guardsman. For some reason, I thought like, oh, cool, we can put it on a tank. Tank goes out front. Uh, I know. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. This is bad. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Compared to the rest of them, yeah, this is real bad. Um, remain vigilant until the start of your next command phase. Enemy units that are set up on the battlefield as reinforcements cannot be set up within 12 of this unit. And then if an enemy unit declares a charge against this unit and it is not within engagement range of any other enemy units, it can hold steady or set to defend. Um, so yeah, Overwatch is on five instead of six, etc. This having the flexibility to have like Lord Solar or a Commissar that because so here's the thing, yeah. Unlike um, unlike uh, psychers, unlike uh, chaplains who have to pick one of their five or six or whatever pre-game, everyone who can issue this tree of orders gets the whole tree, which is what I think is one of the biggest strengths of this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Because if this whole entire time you have this whole entire toolbox of utility, you don't have to like. Say, all right, I want this one for this matchup. This you get them all. So if you need a time where you want your whole entire army for the whole entire game to have twelve inches, because if you, you bubble things right, I mean this is really good. I mean, forget you know, blooding those guys coming down and getting plus a million to charges. If they're coming over twelve inches away, they're not. They literally cannot charge you. Yeah, they can't declare it. I mean, demons are strong in the meta yeah. as well at the moment. Um, in Australia, GSC is, there's some very strong GSC players who like to use a lot of these shenanigans. I think this is an incredible toolbox thing to have, and uh, you want to remember it in those matchups. Like going to a GT yes. or like you know a five, six round, or eight round, or whatever. You're going to have one game where this is just going to break them body and soul. Yeah, yeah. You know, if someone brings in the Bellacore and uh, other big scary demon. Again, they have to come up outside 12 inches. So they mm-hmm. cannot declare a charge. <laughs> None of their rules work. It's pretty busted against demons. Um, mechanized first is yours. All right. So I think some of these are okay. But uh, so the first one is pounding the dust. So until then, if your next shooting phase, each time a unit in this, uh, each time this unit is selected to shoot for the purposes of determining how many attacks are made with the blast weapons models. Uh, sorry, the blast weapons models to this unit equipped with double the number of uh, models in the target unit. So basically, if enemy unit has five models in it, it now counts as you know ten, which but six to eleven is for your one. That's exactly right. Yeah, super big. Yeah, it's uh, the only time I think this is going to be big is when yeah somebody has under uh, some somewhere between six and and ten. Obviously, um, going from min one to min three is not that huge on a lot of the current guns. You already have min three. Um, so that's the only time I think this is going to be worth it, right? Yeah. So it'd be good against everyone bringing their six-man unit score packs. Like, all right, yes. do that. <laughs> Spot on. That's the one I thought of as well. And also people bring in like six-man um, things like swooping hawks to go and do auto do R and D and then jump away, you know, jump away next turn and stuff. Um, and you just like pff, twelve shots. See you later. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Yep. 
Uh, full throttles up next. Until the end of your next movement phase, add two to the move characteristics of models in this unit. Until the end of your next shooting phase, when this unit is uh, selected to shoot, if it advanced during your previous movement phase until the end of the phase, it counts as having remained stationary. So you can just add two to your move and shoot as normal, or you can just advance and shoot as normal, right? It's almost... Yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's great just having an extra mobility because, you know, I think movement is one of the most underrated stats of 40K. So having an extra thing out there and being able to advance and still shoot, you know, all of a sudden your Lehman Russ is hurtling through dense terrain. doesn't care because the plus two, minus two negates out. And then it's just slinging rounds around. We weren't really expecting him to drift that corner. I think mm. it's pretty cool. That's true. Yeah, that is very true. Uh, what's the next one? All right, next one is Gunner's Kill on Sight. So it's a pretty standard one of until the end of your uh, shooting phase. Each time model in this unit makes range attack, we roll a hit roll of one. Fan freaking tastic. Nothing wrong about that. Yep, we uh, love that. Blitz them until the start end of your next charge phase. Add one to charge rolls made for this unit. If this unit makes a charge move this turn, select one enemy with engagement range of this unit and roll one D six. Add one if this unit has the dozer blade keyword on a four plus, they take a smite. Yep. <laughs> I so I personally love having this. I'd pr- I'm probably gonna use it like three times this edition, you know, <laughs> yep. when, uh, when you've got a one wound bloodthirster, it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, that one more. Ah, I know I'll do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I'm going to blitz. I'm going to blitz these guys. Um, I wish it was a little better. I wish, I wish it was like, they always take one for the order or something, or, you know, it wasn't just a, it wasn't just a coin flip. Um, but yeah, here we are. Yep. <laughs> Right. But yeah, next is uh, the shock and all. So until the end of your next command phase, uh, this unit gains the objective security ability, which I don't think matters at all unless you take an armor superiority. But if you do take armor superiority, all of a sudden you guys count as yeah. five or three and a rob sex. So that is pretty nice. You get to be, you know, like knights. So that is pretty key to that build though, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I just, if, but without it though, if you have your lone tank commander, again, you can't order himself anymore. So it's going to be wasted there but yeah it, it does have good flex with some of the uh other regimental doctrines you can take um pinning fires the last one in your shooting phase uh the first time this unit is selected to shoot you can select one enemy infantry unit that is visible to it if you do so um models in this unit can only make attacks against that enemy unit um if the scores five hits i guess enemy unit there's to the end of your phase it's pinned and subtract two from the move characteristics of models in that unit. So it's not 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 minus two to charge or to advance, just to move, which I don't think is worth it. No, and especially because a tank's going to get relatively fewer shots and a lot of their hot, like higher quality. So if you really want something to slow down, you could do it, but uh, I'd rather take you know kill on sight or pound and dust situationally. Yeah, hundred percent. That is actually the big letdown of this tree. The, the rest of the tree is utility or to good. Like pa- uh, gun is kill on sight or, and is or pound of dust is probably fine. Actually, no, full throttle is actually quite good as well. This is probably yeah. the worst tree from. Yeah. 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 Every time I look at my builds right now, I'm like, oh, I'll bring a tank commander. That's only because I need a vehicle officer for my uh, secondaries. But none of these orders yes. really wow me. No, exactly right. None, none of them really set me on fire. The uh, the other two the other two trees are freaking fantastic though. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you'd have to mention on orders? Because we have we have smashed through this, brother. We're about to start on some of the data sheets. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the uh, so thing I was thinking about with uh, talking about the fixed bayonets with ogrins, bulgrins. That's cool and all, but you got to remember, like, some of these things, like these uh, abhumans and whatnot, can't receive orders normally. You have to kind yes. of jump through hoops to get it. So it can work on that, but just, if you're planning for it, make sure you have the right tools and the right keywords or the lack of keywords that allow you to actually get some of these more finesse moves off. 
Is it? Is it? Uh, well, is it Lord Solo who can just order everybody all the time? Yeah, he's the he's the, like the catch all. Don't have to jump through any hoops. Just does it. Yeah, yeah, he does it. And then I think there's a uh, one of the warlord traits of relics. I we blast. We have so many tools in our toolbox. It's <laughs> almost like information overload. But it's cool. I'd rather have this than. Uh, here's just three, and I always pick this one. That's mm, it. Which is what we were at the end of the, the last code. Yeah. Right? Everything was sold. We knew it all was. Uh, so we were going to only pick our top three or top two each data sheets to talk about. Um, but now we're probably going to be a little bit more comprehensive. So first one, of course, we're just going to ubiquitously start with Lord Solar oh, because okay. he's bordering auto-take for me and most people I've talked about too. Um, how do you feel about him, mate? I think he's awesome. I think he's really steep at 170 points, though. Yeah. Uh, he's not the best melee fighter. He's durable as hell. He's not going to die like unless you really try to kill him. But uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to think how best can he utilize his auras, his bubbles, just to do that force multiplier. And so that's the big math problem. So I can I can create a death ball in my mind, but you put it on the tabletop and you realize, oh, man, I can really only fit one or two Lehman Russes in this one alley. And the door has to go over there because I don't want to get line of sight to this and that. Yeah, yeah. The logistics becomes becomes messy, right? Yeah. Um, so stats-wise, he is uh, movement 12, weapon skill, blitz skill 2+, plus, strength 6, toughness 4, 8 wounds, 6 attacks, leadership 10, and a 3-plus save. He comes with his uh, Righteous Gaze, which is a pistol 2, range 12, strength 8, minus 3, 3. And then in combat, he is strength user, which is 6, like we said, um, at minus 3, 2 damage with 6 attacks. He has a voice of command, of course, and the doctrines. 4 plus invulnerable save. Each time an attack is allocated to this model, half the damage as well with his 8 uh, wounds. And then, um, you, could, are you able to TLDR the rest of his stuff? He's got a lot of words here. Yeah, TLDR. Uh, so he gets a 4 invulnerable save. Uh, basically, you get an additional command point. There's other stuff you're never going to do. You get this extra command point. Um, and the cool things are he has a aura that's uh, while he's within six, in, while friendly Ashmilitarum core units are within six of the model, they reroll their hit and wound rolls of one. Yep. Fantastic. And then he has his Lord Commander Solar, where it's uh, point and click something six inches away uh, until the end of your, sorry, until the start of your next command phase. Each time a model in that unit makes an attack. You roll the hit roll. If you know it's a core unit, you also roll the wound, wound roll. roll. Yeah. And in addition, yeah. he has he has that cool little thing where you switch out one of your secondaries. Yeah. yeah well, uh, that, that's the thing I got breezed over. Yeah, but it's just so you can after your secondaries are revealed, you can switch out you know one of them for the other based off your opponent has. For the most part, my secondary plan is pretty set in stone, set. almost yeah. regardless of what opponent takes. Yeah. Uh, but a- I guess if you saw your opponent was you know taking assassinate, then. I don't know. You can't change your list, so you're changing a secondary. I don't know. Mm. Well, it'd be more like if I played against my opponent and I was, if they, they took a bunch of passive secondaries and I took something like R and D, I could switch out for banners. I guess it, that's literally kind of the only one I've thought of that would happen, possibly once at a yeah. tor- once a tournament. The best thing is like, I mean, most tournament players, you kind of know what your opponent's army exactly right. what, what works best for them, and you see their army listing. All right, this guy is playing a. If they're Necrons, they're kind of just sitting around and getting free secondaries, so I know that. Or if they're, you know, Chaos Knights, they're obviously swarming forward and trying like to spoil and wreck my stuff, so I know their game plan. So if someone did do a 40 chess move and really, truly got me to bind, but I typically build my list to almost max out secondaries every time, regardless of what my opponent is bringing. 
Yes. Um, I'm just going to point out about him issuing orders. He knows all trees, all, all order trees. So he knows the mechanized, the regimental, and the um, prefectus, and can issue to officers and auxilia. Like I said, he's, this is the guy you want to take if you want the Bulgan Ogren package. Um, and am I reading this right? It said um, this model can issue mechanized orders to friendly vehicle officers and super heavy units as and well. And super heavies, yep. So he is the catch all. He is like, he can go into any build and make sense. And I believe. We're going to see him a lot, at least at the start, because he's the shiny new model. I will be converting my own because I'm not in. I'm not enamored with the actual miniature. How do you feel about it? I, I the actual miniature. I really don't mind it. Uh, I would definitely get to give it a paint scheme. I don't like the the alabaster white look. I wish I had a little way, more broken. It's, it's exactly know. right. It's way too clean for my vision of the guard. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you look at uh, you know, some of our previous like Lord Solars, they're they were golden armor, but they're like it's kind of toned down a little bit, and they have more like realistic feel. Whereas this is a like a marble statue that was carved out, and uh, it's you know Gandalf coming down the hill type of thing. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> it really is. All right, uh, what's the data sheet you'd like to unpack? Uh, oh man, for Lord Solar. Uh, no, any any data sheet in in this book. We're just jumping. Oh, okay. We're uh, just jumping around yeah. to data sheets we want to talk about, mate. Where shackles are off. Okay. Uh. uh the only oh okay well I think the obvious one obvious one it's gotta be Kazarkin hundred percent I knew it I knew it like I know what's yeah. coming up all right yep. <laughs> um so what you get so how many how many points is a Kazarkin was it eleven uh, ten points ten per points. model and you have automatically ten models and units so hundred points easy um and all their upgrades are free barring I think it's a power fist and a plasma pistol on uh, the side right, yeah. which you probably don't take um, movement six web skill four blitz skill three strength and toughness three one wound. Two, uh, one attack or two on the Sarge, four plus armor save. Comes with the hot shot Laz gun, which is 24 inch rapid fire, one strength three AP two. They have the new hot shot marksman's rifle, which is uh, them specifically, which is 36 inch range, heavy one, strength four, minus two, three damage with ignores lookout, sir, and mortals on sixes. Um, but then they have one special ability. Um, they do have the melter mine and the, vo- and of course, they take voice casters. And when you, so they have warrior elites, when you add this unit to your army, you can select an additional doctrine for them that no one else in your army has. So like a cheeky little free blade almost in your army. And this lets you really kind of tool these guys for purpose. I'm, I'm going to get 30 of these, 100%. Yeah. I'd get 60 if I could play 60. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, what, are the, what are your go-to regiments for these and what loadout do you love the best? So I'm still trying to fiddle with uh, which resonance. I think, yeah, the best part about the status sheet, hands down, is be able to take a extra regimental doctrine. So for the most part, I'm always going to be taking, uh, you know, born soldiers, so sixes on a wound, because I think that's great. But then some of these, uh, I think I love thematically mechanized, being able to, like, move and then just mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you get all your stuff up super close. Uh, I mean, beyond that, I'm still trying to find out what I truly want to work best. But on my list right now, and here's what I was kind of, almost complaining about earlier is they are an elite unit and they're so good you want to take three of them so now you're out 300 points for only 30 models and i'm used to you know my five point conscripts that's that's a huge investment for me so you got to really play smart with them and be tactical 100 percent. they all need to be and this is the word i always say all the time they all need to be fit for purpose they all need to do a thing and get a return in the guard army i like one mechanized i like one getting the um getting yeeted with our gem equivalent so yep. you know, mm-hmm. there's the one one squad gets jumped over with that, um, and then they can take they can take ignore. There's ignore cover trait, yeah. 
Uh, yes, if like you're that. within 18 inches. Yep. That's that's the one that's what goes on them, mechanized on the other one. And yeah, the third one is the head scratcher. I've, I'm still debating. I've heard a lot of people say a bunch of different stuff. So we'll wait and see what people come up with. What loadout do you like? I like the plasmas and the hotshot volleys. Uh, yeah, that's. I, I, I don't see any reason why I really deviate from that one. Yeah. Do you like the marksman? Uh, I, I think it's cool to have it. I haven't like seriously considered looking at it because I, I, my mind already knows what a plasma gun and a hot shotgun are, so I can work with those. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you can quantify so it. This, yeah, this new weapon, I'm like, all right, I see it. I see its numbers. I don't really know what it means yet. Uh, so I think I'll start off with just the what I know best, and then when I start like feeling worse or better about them, then maybe I toe out there and see that marksman. Hmm. All right, next data sheet to talk about is, of course, going to be Rough Riders. So this yeah. is the only thing in this book so far. Um, so this is the only data sheet that I've seen so far that might be too good. And, that, and I'm going to say might. Cause, oh, you, th- you think it's that good? Uh, well, I, th- I think the sum of their parts is... Uh-huh. Well, how many points are they? Uh, they're 20 points per model. Per model. All right, for that, you get movement 12, weapon skill 3, bliss skill 4, strength and toughness 4, 2 wounds, 2 attacks... And a four plus save. So you said it was um, twenty points, yeah? Correct. Yeah. So, so for a five man unit, it's hundred points. If you want to do the full ten man, it's two hundred points. Exactly the same as an intercessor. Moves mm-hmm. twice as much. Yep. Has the same amount of attacks, the same strength and toughness. One less less ballistic skill. Um, the same two attacks base armor. Uh, no, sorry, shock assault makes it makes it a bit better. And one less save. But for that, you come with the hunting lance, which is. Oh wait, which, do they come with the hunting lance or is it just a sarge? Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all come with the hunting lance, and then the sergeant can get extra stuff, and you can upgrade one to a goad lance, goad which lance. could be the sergeant. All right, so the hunting lance is uh, first with the frag tip. So this is strength use at minus one, one damage. And each time uh, you successfully uh, successful hit, you roll two additional hits. So, sorry, each time an attack with the, made this weapon profile, a successful hit roll scores two additional hits. So every time you roll a, four pl- a three plus to hit, it's two hits with your two attacks. Um, and then the melter tip. Is strength AP so AP plus sorry strength plus two my apologies AP four three damage yes so, so with all my guys I'm getting a big old box I'm collecting all their uh, frag tips before they go in battle and only handing out melted tips I'm only why would you ever why would you ever in the game as it stands right now use the it frag is, tip it's so good because like so their strength four base uh you're getting plus two strength because uh scythe momentum whenever they charge in so now that strength six. Uh, melt a tip, you're getting a plus two strength, and I can't remember, I think there's a brutal strength for the first round of combat if you wanted to take that. Technically, they now be strength nine? Holy cow. <laughs> for the same points as an intercessor, people, this is what I was getting at. So, yep. um, just reading out the la- those two special rules you mentioned, uh, Horse Masters, it can ignore any or all modifiers to the move characteristic, advanced trolls and charge rolls, and then, yeah, scything momentum. In the fight phase, if this unit made a charge move until the end of the phase, just act two to the strength. So they, they go in with two attacks each, uh, hitting on threes at strength eight minus four three damage. They're literally swinging thunder hammers in assault doctrine for twenty yeah. for twenty points. Um, goad lance is what you can up is the special upgrade you can chuck on. Is it one per five? I think. Uh, uh yeah, I think it's just yeah one for five. Yes. Yeah, for every every five models. Um, strength plus two, AP three, two damage. Each time attack is made with this weapon, a successful hit roll scores one additional hit. Each time an attack made with this weapon is allocated to a vehicle model, that model's unit suffers one mortal wound in addition to any normal damage. This is kind of busted, in yeah. my opinion. <laughs> this is this is the busted bit. So you have two of those in your squad. Um, um, and is there any way to buff, is there any way to buff their attacks? I haven't found any way to give them additional attacks yet. 
Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't remember if ways to get additional attacks. You can improve the, the hit and AP, but I think there's we don't have our uh, Ministorum Priest anymore, giving yeah. everything a plus one attack. So theoretically, going with these guys, you've got four attacks. As soon as you allocate the attacks, the, the, unit takes four, the, the vehicle unit takes four mortal wounds. You don't roll a hit roll. You don't roll a wound roll. You do still roll those, but they take the four mortal wounds before you even pick the dice out of your thing. You're saying, yeah, okay, that's the other thing. It's when it's allocated. This is, <laughs> this is too good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you want to make it even gooder, uh, you can technically even put a with the way it's written right now. The sergeant can take the uh, the go lands go because land, yeah. for every five miles unit, one miles hunt lands can be replaced. I'll replace the sergeant. So now I have three attacks plus two attacks. That's five, five. more wounds to vehicle, and I didn't even roll dice. <laughs> this is the anti other people's guard build. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice dawn you got there. It'd be a shame if it started this fight phase five less wounds because I've just did five mortals for like looking at it roughly. Like yep. I held my lances towards it. I declared I was going to use my lances on it, and therefore it took five mortal wounds. It's so so crazy the wording. Um, but yep. I th- I think these guys are extremely good. I think I'm not. I'm they're the only data sheet that I could conceptually say is too good, um, because it's so much better than all the other ones. But the proof will be in the pudding. Um, these guys do take orders like a champ, and you pointed out the best one, making them hit on twos with plus an AP. Not that they need to go to AP five. Because they're AP four for some reason, <laughs> right? Well, you know, just in case. <laughs> just in case. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, but you need um, their auxiliary, aren't they? Oh, no, they are platoon. No, yeah, they're platoon. They just core. Uh, oh. They're just regimental. Oh. oh, so good. They just they just take every order like an absolute champion. All right, mate. But um, pr- I I am going to be st- I'm going to be running out and getting ten or building co- um, converting ten as soon as I can. I'm not sure how many more I'll go from there. What are you, what's your opinion on the numbers? Yes, that's, that's where I'm, I'm getting a little bit upset stomach about this because they're good. But like, uh, so the only thing is the 20 points per model, which I guess is intercessor, I guess sucks to be a Marine. But uh, in guard terms, you're a T4, two up with four up save. So you're pretty glass cannon. You're a, I mean, you're a big cavalry base. So if you're bringing 10 of these guys, that's a huge footprint. Everyone's going to shoot you. Because uh, your cavalry, you're not running through walls. You can go around them with a 12 inch move and you can, I mean, you can get distance, but I just, I don't know. Uh, with some of the lists I'm playing with right now, I currently have it, so I have, I'm always bringing my 30 uh, Kazarkin, and then I'm yeah. bringing one list, 30 Rough Riders, just trying to theory craft out. If I have 30 Rough Riders plus Lord Solar, and he's just buffing to the bees knees, they're hitting on twos, they're re-rolling uh, hits, they're re-rolling wounds. That's cool, but that's one little pocket of T4 four-up save. Yeah. So. That's, what, that's my, my opinion. The people, I, I want the main dream of 30 Rough Riders to be uh-huh. a thing. I do, but I think you get to use one of those units, and then the other ones get picked up before they do anything. Because trying right. to hide thirty cavalry bases when you have tanks, artillery, transports is just not not realistic. Um, yeah, I think I yeah, can. You I can't think hide them like in the. Go ahead. Two by five. I could. I could hide two by five. That's that's where I'm starting. It's literally like I said. I'm going to get ten. I'm going to play with ten, and if I can keep two by five safe and keep them and use them as counter assault, I'll think about getting some more from there. Is is, is pretty much where I was going with that. Right, yeah, and so that's the only, like, yeah, two or five things good, but I think it's just the 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 cavalry word hurts them just because not being able to go through walls because most of the armies they have their their fast melee stuff is hopping box to box to box up to your line, and so if they're doing that to you, you have to instead of be swinging around wide, which again twelve inches is a lot, but you're not flying either, so yeah, you can get easily gated in and kind of just shot to crap. Mm. Um, what's another data sheet you'd like to discuss, mate? Oh man, uh, I think the other another cool one has got to be the Dorn. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I was about to say we've probably got to do the Dorn, right? Yeah. 
All right, let's get to it. So, uh, how many? They start at two fifty, right? Uh yes, yeah, and then you buy extra weapons and stuff for them. For the two fifty, you get move ten, uh, weapon skill six plus, of course, blitz skill four plus, uh, three plus. Oh, we didn't mention that on the turret weapons. They, uh, turret weapons are plus one to hit as well. Um, strength eight, toughness nine, seventeen wounds, six attacks, leadership eight, two plus armor save. Um, comes with either a castigator, sorry, a um, a castigator Gatling cannon, heavy stubbers, and twin battle cannon. Funnily enough, their twin battle cannon doesn't have minimum amount of shots, but it is AP three. Um, but I think, and I have been convinced by others that the oppressor cannon is just a better option, which is range ninety. Uh, heavy D6 plus three, so min four shots. Strength ten minus three for damage. What's your What's your take on the uh, the main gun debate? I'm definitely doing the oppressor. The yeah. two D6 without a guaranteed. Oh, because right now it's okay with our guard stuff because our demon us is shoot twice, and with our uh, regiment doctrines you can reroll each dice, so you can get your up to your close average seven ish. Uh, but man, without any reroll number of shots on two D6 on a 250 point model. Uh, too risky. <laughs> it's, it is too risky. It can't. It can't not. It can't do nothing for you, right? Um, right. What is the the pulverizer cannon that can go in the chest? Is heavy D six, strength eight minus two, three damage. Um, that's the mini um, demolisher cannon. Or you can have the what is the other one? It is the uh, yeah, uh, yeah, twelve uh, twelve shot, strength five minus one, one damage. Um, you can take armor tracks on it, which I think you should probably. And yeah. I, I quite I quite like the dawn. I like it a lot. I'm probably I'm definitely going to be getting one. I don't think you play two though. No, um, I think it's too expensive. For that and they're such a, I mean they're not as big as a bane blade, but smaller than a rust. So you're going to have trouble hiding. I think more than one on your turn one if you want to get alpha struck. Uh, yes, I think that's that's the one. There's the physical size of it. Yeah, the limitation. Yeah, is exactly the physical size. And yeah, I don't really have much more to say on it. Because rather than, except that it that it takes the ignores cover tank ace like a freaking god, like a like yep. a duck to water, right? Yeah, yeah, it has that. And then with some of my builds, I have like you know Lord Solar. He he Lord Solar is everywhere on my list. He is either with the the Rough Riders, <laughs> he's back with the tank corps, with artillery. He's everywhere at once, I guess. But uh, in this iteration, yeah, he's behind it. He's doing that point and click ability. So they're rerolling, you know. Uh, is this core? I'm trying to see the keywords. Um, um, it is not core. It is, squad- yeah, so it, it, is it is squadron. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it can take orders, but it won't be rolling. It's wounds from Lord Solar, so I guess it sucks a little, but you're hitting on threes, re-rolling? Okay, it's, it's, if you ever pick a trophy unit to do that, I think this is the one. Agreed. Um, last one of the new units I want to talk about is the Field Ordnance Battery, which I think is the, be- the best of the... Uh, sorry, the, um, the, the, the Bombard on the field yes. ordnance battery, mm-hmm. which I think is the best option. And I think is now the best um, artillery piece in our in our book. I think the Manticore and the Basilisk yeah. have all either been, well, their data sheets have either been upgraded or side-graded, but their buffs have definitely been downgraded. Like, the amount of synergy they have now is vastly decreased. But the field ordnance battery is platoon, is regimental, has all the right keywords to get all the best buffs, does not have core. Um... But the Bombast Field Gun is Heavy 48, Range... Sorry, Heavy 48, Range 48, Heavy D6, Strength 7, Minus 2, 2 damage, Blast, and Ignores Line of Sight. Now, what's the combo with this and Lord Solar? Uh, so here we have... You would have Lord Solar back there giving all re-rolls, hit ones and wound, because this... I mean, this uh, gun has all the keywords that ever would want on it. Uh, I am a little concerned that if we don't get armor or... Uh, 
uh, our artillery immunity that we have right now in the balanced data slates, this would be okay. But I mean, again, you give them a uh, take aim, so they're negating, they're getting plus one hit, plus one wound. So that takes out that was skill and save reduction. Uh, you give them Lord Solar or anyone else to kind of just sit around and give them like rerolls to hit like a, a Castellan or someone give them rerolls. Uh, yeah, so I think they got power. Uh, I think a lot a lot of artillery. I think really depends on if we get that artillery immunity because if we don't. Your your stat profile changes. Isn't a hit or wound? So you go from a four up to a five up. If you're shooting over cover, which most games you are, you're now in a six up. Okay, you can get back to a five maybe if you struggle, but it really you know takes the teeth out of your list. Yeah, I I think even if we lose the the exclusion, I don't mind one unit of these. If we keep the exclusion, I like a lot more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and I can, I can make a case because they come in pairs, they come in twos, and they're big ass bases. I don't know why their bases are so big, but they are freaking gigantic. And once again, we're coming into the issue of being able to hide stuff. But just for yep. a, from a defensive point of view, they're only toughness four with six wounds and a four plus save. They are yeah. so easy to pick up. Like just anything will kill these guys. Um, and for the size bases they're on and the price, I I wanted them to be more durable. Yeah, and that's the thing. So my one of the biggest issues with our current heavy weapons uh, bases being 60 mils is you don't think 60 mils is big, but when you have a squad of three of them, Ani is one little fat base poking out, the whole unit gets picked up. So seeing just I guess, you know, this was a this artillery unit was the big puppy at the the you know the food bowl and went over just shouldered out and started <laughs> it ate every single millimeter it could get, but it's so true. Um I'm going to jump over and start memeing a little bit because um, I want yeah. to talk about the Death Strike. Oh, buddy. Oh. Uh, it's, too, it's, it's too many words for me to read out on the show. I can't be bothered. Uh, but this is going to be the last one I do. Uh, well, we maybe we'll talk about a Bane Blade or two. But uh, this will be the last one I pick, and then and then you can have a pick, and we'll, 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 we'll meme out on the Bane Blades. Um, yes. But there is – so I have conceptualized a meme-tastic Death Strike build. Okay. where the whole point of, of the Death Strikes is to not shoot them and just keep moving the counters. So for those who yep. don't know, um, the Death Strikes now, you like, so pre- essentially it works as you have a prep turn of like saying, hey, I'm going to fire the missile here. And then your opponent has a turn to get the hell out of dodge. But then if you don't want to fire the missile, you can pick up you can pick up the counter again and say, no, nah, change my mind. Now the missile is going here and make them scatter again. Um, I've cons- that's, that's pretty much how it works, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. Just checking, I got it right. And you got three flavors of missile of all varying differences, and one of them is clearly the best one. I can't remember which one that's called, but Godspear. That's the right. That's that sounds about right. <laughs> you could have said anything just then, by the way, and I would have said, yeah, whatever, it's that one. <laughs> um, but the best thing I have used for these is just to like it's not going to work against a lot of opponents. It's going to work exactly once, but it's to make them you know crap their pants and just scatter all over the place like the Benny Hill music. Um, and then you take a bunch of infantry squads with Voskasters and you actually try to make an artillery army that, because you're going to keep them corralled, so they're not coming, you should, you should always have the counters in front of them of where they want to go, so they, they're not in, incentivized to come towards you while you try and pick them apart with bombasts and, and stuff and stuff. And so conceptually, that's an army. If, you go, if they go first, your army does not work. Just putting it out, out there, if anybody keen on that mission, it just doesn't freaking work. But if you go first... It, the memes are going to live, and they're going to be strong memes indeed. Um, how do you feel about the D-Strike? I think it's a... I am so happy that you can actually predict and guarantee when it will fire. Because I've tried running like the uh, our current one we have, and with some like concept for this, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll slap in one or two. Haha, ha, this isn't so funny. But no, it's sad when like after three, four, five games in a row, it just 
literally does not shoot, but you don't roll that that countdown dice, and there's no modifiers to it. So I think the uh, doing the shooting as a actual action, I think that makes game great sense from like a, a game mechanics perspective. Uh, I like having you know you declare a point and say, hey, we're playing chicken. Uh, do you want me to go here or not? Am I going to hit all? Because it, it splashes based on range and its number of units within that splash. It's one of the true like only true AOE weapons in 40k. So. Right, you totally there. Uh, the God Spear, like we're saying, is I think the best one out there. Probably the thing is, it's a dot and it's three inches. So a objective marker is almost a three point five inch radius. So you can't as much, you know, fun it would be. You can't actually like negate out a whole entire uh, objective. People will just stand on the tippy toes and they'll they'll get it. <laughs> yeah, it does. Well, you got to put it like, um, because. Yeah, you just got to put it like a couple of mil towards where they have to be. So they have to be all the way around the other side and try and make it difficult right. for them. But even then, like, you know, a lot of armies don't care. Um, what's one more data sheet you'd like to unpack? And then we'll live our meme dream and talk about Bane Blades. Oh, man, I think uh, the the sleeper one that I'm really, like, starting to get on my like, secret list together with, I think the Sentinels are amazing. Uh, I was kind of keeping them secret. I was like, ooh, this might be my special tech. This might, I might be the only person who's figured this out. All right, tell us the story. Yeah, I think every guard player right now is like, oh man, this is, I'm the big brain. Uh, yes, yeah. so. uh, only I have figured this out. They're actually busted. <laughs> yes, I am the true Lord Solar now. <laughs> <laughs> so there's two different types. There's your scout sentinels, armor sentinels, uh, one scouts and one's well more armored. Uh, I think the armored one's okay. It does stuff and carry like, I know we used to carry different weapons, but now they have all the same stuff. Uh, they have armored cockpits, but my big thing is the scout sentinels. Uh, so they have a 12-inch movement, and also you can do a Darien Recon. So uh, so that is during deployment, we just set up this unit. Uh, we set up anywhere in the battlefield that's more than 9 inches away. So these guys start out you know, uh, right on the enemy's line. They move out 12 inches, and then they just start bad-touching things, and it is so good. They are the Tau and Votan answer, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. In the shooting matchup, the Scout Sentinels will literally win you the game. So I think they are just incredible durability for the points, first and foremost. They are possibly some of the best durability for the points in the entire game right now. It's 40 and 45 points for them, respectively. And I'll just tell you about the Armored Sentinels defensively. They're toughness 6 with 7 wounds and a 3-plus armor save, minus 1. Sorry, uh, each time a range attack with a damage characteristic of 1 is allocated this model, add 1 to saving throws made for them. So they've got baby armor contempt. Armor treads. Yeah, armor yeah. treads, pretty much. Um but man, tough seven wounds, toughness six with a three up for forty-five points. That is such good durability value. It's inc- it, like so. Yeah. What is that? It's a hundred. Is that one hundred thirty? That's one hundred thirty-five points for the full squad of three for right. tw- for twenty-one toughness six three plus armor wounds. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, they they are insane. It, it really, really good. What's your weapons of choice? What do you What do you prefer on them? Yeah, uh, I. <laughs> Previously, I'm taking, you know, heavy flamers. Right now, uh, it's looking like plasma cannons, or rather, or, sorry, or Militarum plasma cannons. Yeah. have special weapon names. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what I'm sort of leaning towards, but I'm not taking them to do damage. I'm taking them for this. I'm taking the scouts because they're recon, and the scouts are also T6, 7 wounds. I mean, that is just a huge glow from what they are currently. They're the 4-up save, but yeah, you get one of these or three of these and they just go around they're doing all their maverick maneuvers and they're dancing all over the place because uh, that's the move shoot move yeah yeah uh 
think so yeah 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 i'm i'm a big fan i like them a lot i'm conceptualizing maybe heavy flamers on scout sentinels because i know they're going to get charged in a lot of matchups um but i just think for screening purposes i think for tagging stuff i think for zoning i think they're phenomenal um yeah yeah when i conceptualize what i could do with those big bases and just 135 points or what be uh what 120 for three oh it's so good so good all right right I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one bane blade. You can pick one bane blade, and then we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna sign off. Um, so they did they did my former favorite, um, dirty. My former favorite was the Hellhammer. It's the favorite model. It's the favorite my favorite aesthetically looking one because I've got the I've got the full four sponsors on it. They're all heavy flamers. It's it's hilarious. Its gun used to be good, and now its gun is AP two strength seven, AP two two damage. It ignores light cover. Whoop de freaking do! Yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> it is a. It is three d six plus six shots though. So whenever if the, if ever, ever an auto cannon profile becomes the bee's knees, this will be okay again because you can have up to twenty four shots with that gun. Um, but really did me dirty on that one. Really, pretty annoyed. Uh, but they are yeah. now they are now toughness nine, thirty wounds, and a two plus save. So durability wise, they are popped off. What's your pick, mate? Which one do you want to talk about? Oh, mine has got to be the Shadow Sword. That was like one of my first like big models I bought when the first came in Apocalypse, and he's okay here. Uh, it does suck that our you know little buddy the Lemurus Vanquisher gets to ignore Invulns, and the Titan Killing Shadow Sword doesn't. But uh, it's guns awesome. 120 inches of volcano cannon, uh, heavy D3 plus three, so average five shots. Uh, it is a ludicrously high strength at 18 AP5 damage. Flat 12. <laughs> yes. Flat freaking damage 12 is kind of what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why you don't ignore involves. But I mean, like, I mean, a railgun is essentially like damage 12. Like, you know, because you do the DJ yeah. mortals mm-hmm. after and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, this is pretty insane. Uh, and it's D3 plus three shots. So min four, um, hitting on three's base because of the turret weapon. This is pretty nuts. Yeah. No, it's great. It's going to be so cool. And man, yeah, the next time I go and say, Necron player, I'm bringing this model. I'm bringing that stupid little banner. And I'm like, all right, you're a great wound Nightbringer. I'm doing 24 wounds to him. He's dead. He's out here. Get him out. <laughs> Get him out of here. Never seen him yeah. before. Um, yeah. The other one I think unfortunately got done dirty is the Stormlord, which I know is a many people's favorite. Um, mostly because the gun didn't get any better. It's yeah, heavy yeah. twenty, strength six minus two, two damage. Like it got the Avenger Gatlagan treatment. It didn't get didn't get increased in efficacy at all. It should have at least got another rend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Need a little something to make it a little more attractive. Yeah. Strength six minus two two just doesn't do anything at the moment. No. It still has the firing deck though, which is neat. I can't remember if the uh the big artillery can go in there or not, but I know people were talking about oh, that. <laughs> I wish they could. That'd, that'd be uh, if they can, that'd be amazing. Let's. T- I'm just going to tell you about the Baneblade cannon because I've got a Baneblade. I actually think the Baneblade is possibly um the best all rounder again. I mean, I think the Shadow Sword's still the the crazy. You know, if you're going to kill all the things that can kill a Shadow Sword, the Shadow Sword is the best for that. Um. But the main tank on the Baneblade is actually, I, I do rate it. Um, it is heavy, so 72, heavy 3d6. Uh, I don't. I, I wish it had min shots, but it is strength 9, minus 3, 3 damage. Strength 9, minus 3, 3 damage, and you can tank ace it for ignores cover. It's a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. Especially the little uh, Lord Solar, given it's all the rerolls that it wants. That's exactly <laughs> right, my man. I was about to say, that's exactly right. I wish there was a way to make its, its um, number of shots a bit more reliable, but apart from that... 
Um, I think you can be pretty happy with it. My man, that's on that note, we are going to sign off from this part one. That, that's the, our complete review of the guard codex. We usually do two rating systems on this show for you know judging how much we've enjoyed or how much how good we think this book is. So firstly, as a guard player, out of 10, how satisfied and happy are you with this book? Oh man, that's that's tough. Oh, I, I, I'm very happy with it. Uh, trying to numerically crunch it down out of a 10. Uh, I'm always a little skeptical first time to warm up. So I'm giving it about a seven or so. It's yep. not like it, nothing crazy. It, there's some good stuff in here, but pretty, pretty firm seven. I'm actually going to go a six. I think the good stuff's very good. I think, but I think that unfortunately is a really big gap. And I unfortunately think a lot of uh, guard armies are going to lack a bit of variety, especially. Yep. And I think that's that not only is that because I think the build of the book is quite, restrictive and i think it's restrictive mostly because the regiment there's no there's 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 one regiment there's almost there's it's devoid of any other significant regiment options unless you are building massively skewed list into artillery or super mechanized etc um so for that that reason and the fact that i think the list is gonna the the list of units is going to get solved very quickly and then it's just going to be a sliding scale of how many of each um, I'm a little bit, a little bit frustrated that, like, I mean, there's so many fringe units that just aren't going to get seen. First and foremost, scions just not going to get seen. My beloved hellhounds, of which I have six, <laughs> not going to get seen. <laughs> yeah. But happily, my nine, yeah, yeah, my nine sentinels. Happily, my nine sentinels that I haven't used since early seventh edition may get seen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so there is that as well. Um, and then, how strong do you think these guys? Where do you think they're going to end up in the competitive? You know, um, D to F to S tier. Oh, okay. DDS. All right. So yeah, my seven out of 10, that's kind of based. I'm just, I'm hyped. So I just love all the tools here, but if it was coming to the meta, man, um, I think there's a lot of nuance here that I'll take to learning. I think there's a lot of, you know, we actually have to be proper, like quote generals now, because we got to remember, all right, we have all these tools in our toolbox, which one do we need at which moment? And you just be able, gotta be able to recall it and bring it back. So it feels, a, li- wise, it feels a little admec like with that, doesn't it? Like there's so much, it's going to be a lot of arithmetic, a lot of pre-planning, and a lot of well, mostly. I just think it's a little clunky in the in how the orders are done. I think it's, it's uh, yeah. going to be very the orders clunky. of command phase. That, that's going to hurt. Yeah. It, 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 and, and the fact that you're going to be doing so many of them, there's going to be a lot of bookkeeping. Like you're going to you're going yeah, to be so bubbly. Say, Sorry, go. Uh, scale wise, probably like a B plus. I think I think there's some really good stuff in here. I think it's lots expensive, but. Uh, I don't know. It's not it's not the end all be all that the past couple of codexes have been when they first dropped. See, I'm I'm of the opinion they're an A plus and possibly an S. A plus. I am okay, uh, but but for a very specific reason. Um, and that is right. So sorry. All right. Right now, this book is possibly an S plus book, but that is with the data slate in effect and the cranked, possibly now best in the game or second best in the game secondaries. Because the, second, the secondaries that they have now in Nephilim are built for one of the worst armies in the game, and now they yep. have a very comp- they have a very competent, very strong uh, top couple of lists probably. So I think right now they're an S tier book. I think take away the data data slate, they're probably an A A plus, and then I'd have to be convinced that they're any better than that. But um, right now I think they're very strong, and that's just based off the secondaries. Um, take away the secondaries as well, and or rebalance those, and I think they they drop out to about where you, about your, where you're saying about a B to an A. Right, and that's where like a, when we have my like, current army with the current book and whatnot. Uh, my secondaries, I almost always max them, so I got you know my that's, 40, 45 points yeah. almost every game. But and it, it's the primary that always like it just can't stay on points to like. Ugh. Mm. Well, I'm the yeah, I'm of the opinion that the army is 
own, is about the same or even slightly a little bit better at the primary, or at least holding your primary because of um, the ability to not have your shooting shut down. So clearing your objectives when your opponents get onto them is a lot easier with things like the turret weapon rules. And also doubling, doubling OPSEC to flip back your objectives, I think is, is going to be real key pieces for shoring up getting consistent eights. Because that's the problem, right? You get Your opponent's going to get eights all game because you can't push them that effectively for five turns, but they can push you for one or two really badly and give you a couple of fours. Yeah. And then they get, you know, medium 30s on secondaries and get 45 primary, and you get 20-something on primary and 45 secondaries, and you lose by, you know, 15 points. Right. Mm-hmm. And well, at least that's how I see a lot of, as a spectator, as an analyst, that's how I see a lot of guard games going. Yeah, that's definitely it, because all I have to do is that one fast melee that comes over, pushes you off, and you're like, all right, I will never catch up. I can do secondaries all day, but my primary... It's, it's getting kind of wrecked out there, but now with uh, you know, Kading being transhuman and having that uh, the order for double, but the thing is you got to have those commissars for that. That's the real tricky part, and it has to be in the command phase six inches away, so you better plan for when you're going to lose that. <laughs> exactly right, man. It's going to be a lot of mental arithmetic. There's going to be a lot of setup, a lot of planning. I think it's going to be really rewarding. I know you're super super stoked. You're super excited as well, yeah? Yeah, oh, I can't oh, wait. It's fantastic. Oh, the guard, baby, coming back. Yeah. Um, but we're going to go and we're going to record part two now. We're going to answer a bunch of listener questions as well. Hopefully, you guys have really enjoyed this episode. I know I have. So keen to see guard being a player again in the meta. And, um, man, thank you so much again for coming on. What's your next big event that you can go to? And when are you getting the new guard on the table? Like, where can, what's an event people can go to and check up how you're doing? Oh, man. Uh, probably the, so the next big event I'm going to is uh, Rise of Empire. It's in Houston, like mid-December. So I'm going to be doing nonstop theory crafting until then and building up all the <laughs> proxy Rough Riders yep. I can. <laughs> um, is Brett's going to go as well, I'm assuming? I think so, uh, yeah. I don't quite confirm that. But you yeah, wanna, it's going to be a pretty stacked event. You want to talk some smack at Brett and say, Oi, oi Brett. Oh, I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you know Brett, he's a pretty cool guy, pretty big guy. He plays uh, football, but I play the real man sport of rugby. So oh, hey, when it comes to go down, uh, get me out there without pads. Let's go. <laughs> mate, there are, a lot of, there are a lot of Aussies who, have just, uh, who like you a lot more right now. Actually, yeah, I don't need any uh, candy shell on my head. I'm good. No, 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 boy. no, 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 no. I'll take, I'll take my concussions fair and square. <laughs> anyway uh, thank you very much my man we're gonna go from record part two you've been an absolute delight and yeah thanks for your time oh yeah cheers bro thank you for listening to art of war down under a content review podcast for warhammer 40k Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow.